survived coronavirus 2020 i welcome you to the casual heroes podcast i'm joined by gavin who is still alive gavin how are you doing in this post-apocalyptic world uh so far so good uh jed how are you today oh no oh no we've lost jed mark mark are you there today dude people are ronnie Ronnie, is anybody there? <laughs> well, so here's the thing. We lost Jed, but we also lost Ronnie, so it balances out. <laughs> For all of you that are going to send in hate mail, I would just like it to be done. I didn't say anything, okay? Oh, uh, jokes are jokes. Uh, oh, boy. Everybody uh, knows they're not really dead. <laughs> well, it depends on when you listen to this podcast, really, I think, because uh, I believe it was today, China just announced 15,000 new cases of coronavirus. Well, as of the recording of this, everybody's still alive. Yes, that is correct. Um, yeah, 15,000 new cases. Did I read that correctly, Gavin? I don't know. I haven't looked at the news. It, uh, it was a shock. We're getting IT on that there. Uh, China reports nearly 15,000 new cases of coronavirus. That was today. Uh, and we like a lot for one day. We are up to um, 15 in the U.S. CDC confirms the 15th today. So, um, and also, uh, this is this is fun. The um death toll has spiked dramatically gavin the what would the what would the toll be now um the the china's hubei province announced 242 new deaths well out of 15,000 that's not terrible twice as many as the previous day maybe that is bad so it is no longer called the coronavirus it is, is called it the Wuhan flu. No, it is called COVID nineteen. It's still the coronavirus, isn't it? CO stands for Corona, VI stands for virus, and D. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> COVID nineteen is what it is now. There's a spike. In deaths, there's a spike in infected, and uh, U.S. health experts expect the coronavirus to be around beyond this season, beyond this year. Well, yeah. So, um, 
yeah, it's it's starting to spiral. I would say is a good uh, word. We're we're well past the point of spiraling. We're 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 out of control completely. Um, it was uh, the other day. It was uh, which. Here's the thing. China reported 15,000 new cases. That doesn't mean it was just today. There was speculation that China was not being upfront with the right. amount of people that had contracted the virus. And then today they bring out 15,000 new cases. There's a chance that it, you know, was a lot less than that. It's just that now they're they're going, hey, phew, we counted wrong by a few 10,000 approximately, which seems yeah, to something be, like that. It seems to be really hard to count that bad. So I don't think that they're going to be able to uh, do it. So the funny, it's not funny. It is funny and it's not funny. So basically, there's a story out today, Gavin, about a Taiwanese student. Um, she had her London Airbnb canceled because she was Asian. <laughs> and I mean, well, this, yeah, this is she hasn't been to China. It doesn't matter. Um, it, it's it's really turned racial profiling into something. No, 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 no. You don't think so? No, haven't they said that, you know, the Asian and certain European nationalities are more likely to contract and carry the virus? Uh, I have not heard that. That could be true. Um, yeah, and it's not like European or French or whatever, like certain Slavic or Nordic countries or whatever are, I guess, more prone to it for some reason. So I don't, I don't know what what they are i just that's something i heard that asians and and certain european countries are more likely to be carriers of it so the the funny thing about it is is that it's spreading through the sewer right did you hear about this i did not but i'm not surprised so uh there was a lady in an apartment building okay that had it and she <laughs> This guy, a couple floors down from her, contracted it. And the only thing they could figure out is that it spread through the sewer pipes. So waterborne. <laughs> Let's see here. Let me, let me pull that up. I, I was just, I was so surprised. Yes, uh, right here it is. How can the coronavirus spread through bathroom pipes? As experts are investigating in Hong Kong. Early Tuesday morning, health officials in Hong Kong partially evacuated residents of an apartment block over fears the coronavirus may have been transmitted via the building's pipes. Two residents living on different floors of the high-rise called Hong Mei House in northwestern Hong Kong have been affected with coronavirus. A 62-year-old woman was diagnosed with the virus about a week and a half after a 75-year-old man in the same building became infected. I had it backwards. Three more cases have since been linked to the Hong Mei house. The woman's son, his wife, and her father have been diagnosed with the virus. Uh, 
the mother, son, and wife share an apartment. The two initial cases set off alarm bells among health officials that the virus could be transmitted through the pipes in the building. That is nutso. Yeah, that's not what you want to happen. So what they think it is, uh, it goes on to say that um, they believe, while scientists are still investigating how the virus spreads, they believe it is mainly transmitted by direct contact, such as touching someone's hand, or through droplets, for an example, an infected person sneezing or coughing on someone else. Uh, but they do think that it might be uh, through fecal matter. Uh, microbiolo well. Microbiologist Ying Kwok Young said at a Tuesday press conference that an improperly sealed pipe could have resulted in a viral transmission by carrying infected feces into the building's ventilation system and blowing it into someone's bathroom. I mean, poop will definitely spread disease. But here's the, like all of all of these things are spread by different methods, and, and it's figuring out which method is actually responsible for most of them. Because it's never just as simple as okay, it's coughing. Okay, it's direct contact. There's always something else. It's always rats or dogs or food or water or poop or something. Well, the last thing we'll talk about on this is that um, <laughs> the European Union, which I believe that um, England is no longer a part of now. Nope, they're out. Um, has said that the closing of the borders is an option if the coronavirus outbreak escalates. Well, it should be. The situation, needs, plague? <laughs> the situation needs to be monitored on an hourly basis. Of course, if epi epidemiolog epidemiologically it escalates, we shall take other actions. If it means closing of borders, we shall discuss it in the line with national legislation. So, I mean, there's no reason not to. Your people have to come first. So, I mean, everybody should shut all of their borders down. That way, whoever started the coronavirus can't win the game of play game. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you who's not going to be infected is Greenland. It's not going to get to Greenland. No, it never gets to Greenland. Borders down. Yeah, it never gets to Greenland. I, I, somebody, it's so hard. Somebody sneezes halfway around the world and Greenland shuts down the borders. Yeah, it's so hard to get Greenland in play game. It is it is ridiculously hard. You have to get lucky. Um, alrighty, so that's your uh, COVID nineteen update. Um, so far, uh, yeah, so far it's not looking great, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. Um, Gavin, what we also had, which we said we that we would keep up on, was the Democratic. Uh, race for um, the nomination for president. Yeah, and the yesterday, um, Bernie Sanders ended up winning in New Hampshire. Uh, he let's see here, what was the score? Yes, I said score. Uh, he got twenty five point eight percent. Buget, boot, boot, Buttigieg, boot, boot. Pete, Mayor Pete. Mayor Pete got 24.5%. Uh, 
And the surprise was... Uh, Amy Klobuchar. Yes, got 19.9% while Biden and Warren came up big zeros in delegates on New Hampshire. Biden has always been looking ahead to South Carolina. He's always felt like that's where he'll start to make inroads. And it's not unprecedented. Uh, you know, Bill Clinton lost both Iowa and New Hampshire and then went on to obviously get the nomination. So, you know, Biden's not dead yet, but it's going to take a big turnaround like Clinton had in order for that to happen. Yes, uh, currently, um, let's see here. Now, here's the thing is Mayor Pete, uh, as of this recording, has still won um, in Iowa. There has been a call for a re-canvas of certain districts. So at the time of this, Mayor Pete has 23 pledged delegates. Bernie Sanders has 21 pledged delegates. But Bernie Sanders is winning the technical popular vote. Doesn't matter. But it does not matter. Elizabeth Warren has eight, uh, Klobuchar has seven, and Biden has six. Andrew Yang dropped out of the race. Bennett so dropped that out means of the nobody race. Nobody is getting the thousand dollars. I know it's so disappointing. I was really looking forward to it. Um, latest national polls, still, which you know, it's interesting. The latest one is from uh, Monmouth University. Uh, and it has Sanders up by 10% over Joe Biden, actually. So, like you say, Biden is definitely not out of it. These first few states are Mayor Pete's, like, bread and butter, you could say, probably. Uh, but nationally, he is at 13%. He is in fourth place. So, I guess we'll see how uh, that goes um, for the, you know, rest of the rest of the year, but uh, it has already been discussed that the Democratic Party is not wanting Sanders to win the nomination. So he's he's going into South Carolina with some steam, Gavin. Um, how do you think he'll do in South Carolina? Because Biden is obviously the front runner in South Carolina, but how do you think Sanders will do in South Carolina? I think he'll do fine. And I think honestly, it's going to come down to Bernie and Mayor Pete long-term. I think when you look at it, the people want Bernie from the democratic side of things. Why they want him, I don't understand, but that's not what we're talking about. The media, for whatever reason, seems to be all in on Mayor Pete. Now, you can get into your conspiracy theories about the DNC and, and all of that and whether they've rigged it against Bernie. But as soon as Mayor Pete claimed victory in Iowa with 0% of the ballots reporting, the mainstream media ran with it, calling Mayor Pete the winner of Iowa. They, I mean, they just, they embraced it 110% and they haven't looked back. Um, Mayor Pete was not expected to do well in New Hampshire, but he got a big boost from everybody saying that he won Iowa, whether he actually did or not. So it appears that they're going to continue to prop him up going forward. And, you know, if that's the case, if he has the unofficial endorsement from the media, it's going to be hard to, to get him out of the contention. But I still think 
when the dust settles, you're probably going to have Sanders, Biden, and Buttigieg vying for the the nomination. Sanders will probably win it. They'll probably take it from him. And then we'll have the anarchy in the streets that we've all wanted so desperately. (laughs) Well, according to 538... um, Well, they're reliable. Today... February 13th, Biden in South Carolina is at 24.4%. Sanders is at 18.2%, with uh, Mayor Pete at 7.8% and Warren at 69 um, Sounds about right. Warren, I, I think Warren's run is just about over. She'll be the next to drop out. She, um, she had an interesting quote. Uh, and I want to see if I can find it. Um, so this is it about wampum and fire water? No, no, it is not. Um, she talked about how that, um, yes, here we go. Uh, see here. CNN wrote an article about the walls are closing in on Elizabeth Warren. Um, The fight between factions in our party has taken a sharp turn in recent weeks with ads mocking other candidates and with supporters of some candidates shouting curses about other Democratic campaigns. These harsh tactics might work if you're willing to burn down the rest of the party in order to be the last man standing. They might work if you don't worry about leaving our party and our politics worse off than how you found it said uh, Elizabeth Warren in Manchester after the uh, New Hampshire primary. Here's my thing. That's great. You're you're saying, look, we need to come together as a party. How many debates was it that she just went after Sanders and called him, was it a racist or a sexist or something like that? Like immediately? something like that. Like she, that was like pretty quick. So yeah, she she's asking people to back off of her because now she's the one that's that's going to be the next to go. Yeah. So I mean, like you can't say stuff and attack people, and then when you get attacked, go, "Oh, that's not fair." Well, like, you can, but people are going to catch on to it pretty quickly. And I, I think people have caught on to it now because she. By the way, that 538, okay, if you go back to May, just because it's the most stark difference, all right, Biden was at 46% on May 25th. Yep. Okay. Warren was in second place on the October 6th. She was at 15.5%. Sanders was at 10.2%. And then you heard earlier how those have changed. Warren is all the way down to 7%. Her her campaign has taken just a tumble. And before you say something, it is not because she is a woman. It's not. I think she's just, she's made a fool of herself at so many different points. Like she's been caught up in so many lies about whether or not she used her Native American heritage to her advantage, whether or not she lied about certain things. You know, then she gets confronted by that guy that is asking about the tuition. 
And, you know, I, I paid mine back. Are you going to give me my money back? Well, of course not. Oh, so you're just, you're going to make me pay for the other people that didn't pay theirs back. And, you know, you can only have so many of those moments. This isn't a Donald Trump thing where, you know, he said something crude and everybody's like, oh, well, he's got bad manners. That's going to be the end of it for him. Like, she's legitimately, from a political sense, embarrassed herself multiple times. The reason I say it's not a woman is because Klobuchar had a great showing in New Hampshire. Right. I mean, people will vote for a woman. They're oh, just absolutely. They're just not going to vote for certain uh, people. I mean, is what it comes down to. Now, here's the thing. Mayor Pete um, is openly gay. Okay, and, and in the Iowa primary, when they asked the lady, she asked if she could change her vote when she found out he was gay. Yes. Um, I actually think that helped him um, in a way because everybody was like, oh, that's so wrong. But at a certain point in the world that we live in, in the United States, I think him being gay is going to hurt him. And I'm not saying that out of, like, hate or anything like that. I'm just saying once you start to get into, you know, the wide— because we we have taken very small samples. This is Iowa and New Hampshire, okay? But I think once he spreads out and we start to go more states into this, I think he's going to fall behind because he's gay and people are, you know— I mean, while everyone's kind of woke now, we're not, I don't think that they're that woke. By the way, no. I, I won't, I don't get a vote in the Democratic thing because I'm not a Democrat. So I'm, I, I have no, I have no, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, horse in this you race. You have no dog in the hunt. Yeah, I have no dog in the fight. Nothing. Okay, so I'm I'm not saying that I wouldn't vote for him or anything like that. I'm just saying I think this does hurt him at some point. I mean, we saw it from a lady, you know, interviewed in Iowa. Right. And I think something else that's worth worth mentioning here, and I think you know this might be a good place to close out the Democratic primary thing, is on the other side of the coin, on the Republican side. Donald Trump shattered the record for voter turnout for an incumbent president in the New Hampshire primary. Just shattered. So, you know, we can talk about Mayor Pete and Bernie and Klobuchar and Warren and whoever else. This is still Donald Trump's race to lose. Right. <laughs> Which we're not going to talk about today, but if you think the Roger Stone stuff is going to take him down... Look at everything else that's happened. It will it will make him stronger. Like just just look at everything else that's happened. That's 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 not it. That's not going to be your go to. Okay, it's it's not like people are always like, oh, we got him this time. No, you don't. No, you're you're nowhere close to having. So we will move off of uh, death and politics, and moved to something fun, which is this Sunday at 8 p.m. will be Team LeBron versus Team Giannis. Um, and they just had announced, uh, as of today, 
Damian Lillard has an ankle injury, I believe. Groin. Groin? Okay. Groin injury. So he is stepping down. Devin Booker is um, stepping in. Uh, Devin Booker will also be taking his spot in the three-point contest. The other people in the three-point contest are Davis Bartans, Devontae Bartans. Grant. Yeah, yeah. I, I suck at pronouncing names. Devontae Graham, Joe Harris, Buddy Hield, Zach Levine, Duncan Robinson, Trey Young. That's not about the worst three-point. <laughs> yep. We're we're a long way from Larry Bird. Yeah. Yeah, we are a long way from Larry Bird. Uh, yes. I mean, this is wow. Um for the dunk contest, Gavin, which I know that that is just your favorite. We have uh, is anybody from the Utah Jazz gonna participate this year? Nope. That's sad because they win that they win that a lot. Pat Connington. Aaron Gordon. Yeah, yeah. Aaron Gordon, Dwight Howard, Derek Jones Jr., and that's it. Well, that's I mean, they've they've only done four entrants for a while now. Yeah, it's just that's it for the names. Like there there's not someone else coming in or like it, no Donovan Mitchell. Um Zach Levine's a great dunker. You know, uh, like we get Dwight Howard, who is what, 36, 37? Right, but it's kind of cool to see him 30, come back to good it. Good Lord, 34. He's been in the league a long time. He has. He came. Wasn't he one of the last straight out of high school guys? Uh, He did come straight out of high school in 2004, and I can't remember when they changed the rule. So. Um, they changed the rule after LeBron. They left it there long enough for LeBron to get there. Could you imagine if they had sent LeBron to college? And he blew out his knee. <laughs> oh no! Uh, while the I'm just normally you know it's the three point and the dunk contest for me. The skills challenge also has people. Uh, and this one's kind of fun, dude. Have you seen who is in the skills challenge? Uh, is Luca in it? Luca is not. Um, Bam's in it. Patrick Beverly, Spencer Dinwiddie, Shea Gil Shay Gilgis, Shai Gilgis Alexander, Chris Middleton, uh, Sabonis, Pascal Siakam, Jason Tatum, and was supposed to be Derrick Rose, but he's injured. That's actually a... Like Derrick Rose is injured? That's what it says on here. Derrick Rose injured. Have you ever heard of such a thing? I know. He's, He's been... made a career out of being so healthy. He, yeah. He has. But I tell you what, man, that that is a good... That's a good skills challenge. It is. That, that'll be fun. And the skills challenge is fun to watch. <clears throat> so, um... We also, uh, tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern time, so make sure you uh, bookmark this. It is Team Wilbon versus Team Stephen A. Have you heard who's in this? Uh, I know Ronnie 2K is. Ronnie 2K is in it, yes. Kendrick Perkins is excited about Ronnie 2K being in it. 
Ronnie2K is on Team uh, Stephen A's, and the captain of that is Chance the Rapper. Quavo is in it. Um, There's a lot of people I don't know. Are you looking at the list? Nope. You're just naming them off, and I, I don't know. Um, Darius Miles. Hootie. No, wait. He used to. Darius Miles, not Darius Rucker. Darius Miles. Darius, yes, Darius Miles. Yes, M it says NBA legend. I'm. I don't know. Would you call Darius Miles an NBA legend? Sure. Okay. Wasn't he in a movie? Uh, he was in. Uh, was he in Blue Chips? He with was. Shaq? No, he was in The Perfect Score, The Youngest Guns, and National Lampoon's Van Wilder. I remember him now in Van Wilder. Who was? Who was in Blue Chips with Shaq? Uh, was it Penny? Yes. Okay, it's been a long time since I've watched that one. Jed would be disappointed in me if he were alive to hear that. Yeah, yeah. Um, in there was Shaquille O'Neal was Neon. Anthony Penny Hardaway was Butch McRae. Matt Nover was Ricky Rowe. Um... Bob Cousy was in it. Was he one of the recruits? Yes. Yes. Uh, so I'm looking over the list of, I don't, I don't even know three-fourths of these names. Uh, on Team Wilbon, I do know the captain. That's Common. Uh, I thought you were going to say it was Michael Wilbon. Hannibal Burris is also on Wilbon. Um, Alex Moffat. Who? Uh, supposedly on Saturday Night Live. Let me see a picture of him. Oh, that guy. Yeah, he is. So he, he was, in fact, on Saturday Night Live? Yep. Um, Quentin Richardson is the NBA legend on Team Wilbon. Well, they were on the Clippers together, so that works out. Yeah, so there we go. There's Miles and Q. Rich. That's the Celebrity All-Star Game. Um, Gavin, have you seen the Rising Stars team? Nope. Uh, just, uh, here, here's the game. And this, the U.S. team just looks ridiculous. Miles I Brent know Colin Sexton got added last minute. Yes, Colin Sexton, Miles Bridges, Devontae Graham, Tyler Harrow, Jaron Jackson, Ja Morant, um, Zion Williamson, Trey Young, PJ Washington versus DeAndre Ayton, RJ Barrett, Luka Doncic, Brandon Clark, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Uh, let's see here. Anybody else of names? Nikolai Alexander Walker from New Orleans. He's interesting. So, the uh, that should be a pretty good game, yeah. It should be all right. Did you see um, Zion go off for 31 the other night? Nope, dude. It was uh, it was something that that kid, if he stays healthy, he is a sure thing. What do you what do you think about the whole thing of uh, Zion being fat? Uh, he's fat, <laughs> that's what I think about. I think he's, I think he's very pudgy. Okay. It's no wonder his shoes fell apart at Duke University. 
Okay. Uh, he, he is probably going to actually go through the floor of an NBA court at some point in the near future. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I expect heart disease to shorten his career significantly. All righty. That was Gavin's, um, I don't know what you call that kind of take, uh, but I didn't believe a word you just said. So what do you really think? That that was hyperbole. I yeah. mean, the kid's chubby. He probably needs to firm up a little bit, but he's also like 20 years old. Who cares? Dude, um, Rosilla and Simmons was talking about this, that he reminds them right now of Charles Barkley. And Simmons was like, I like the extra weight on him because no one's stopping him if he gets it on the block. I mean, here's the thing. Are you going to jump in front of Zion Williamson? If he's coming down the court, you're not. Am I? No, but are there guys in the NBA that will? Absolutely. I mean, you take a guy like Rudy Gobert, Hassan Whiteside, Andre Drummond. Those guys aren't going to be afraid of Zion. So, and I think there's a difference in, in, in Charles and Zion. Like Charles was, Charles was a, a, if you look back at Charles Barkley, when they were calling him fat, he was fat by 1984 standards. He does look like an average dude now. With with Zion, there's there's some noticeable pudge there, and it, I think it does need to be firmed up. But I, I think that they can get it under control. I don't think he's in in danger of becoming Oliver Miller. What do you? I don't think he's going to eat himself out of the league. What do you think about which? I mean, you know. The reason I ask these things because I listen and I think that the take is interesting. What do you think about Rosillo's take on what a bust is? He says Greg Oden was not a bust. I don't see how Greg Oden could be anything but a bust. He said that injuries are not do not make you a bust. That if it wasn't for the injuries, you know, we don't we don't know. But that you know he got injured like somebody like uh. Uh, what was that one kid that everybody goes to for a bust? Um, the Chechen. Yes. Um, like he was a bust. Uh, there, you know, players that actually played and you know just busted out. Those are busts, but not if you get hurt. Well, here, here's here's my retort to that. Go to a member of the Portland Trailblazers front office. Ask them under the protection of anonymity so that they're not going to have their name attached to it and ruin their career. Ask them if they feel like they wasted a draft pick on Greg Oden. If they think they wasted a top-of-the-draft pick on a guy, then yeah, he was a bust because it set the franchise back. I don't care if it was injuries. I don't care if he got arrested. I don't care if he sucked. They didn't get the production they wanted out of that pick. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so apart from that, Gavin, we have the... Um, let's Can I look. tell you how disappointed I am in us right now? Why is that? We just talked about All-Star Weekend, and we didn't... We Not once. Not once did we bring up the Vegas odds for who was going to win any of those competitions. Oh, my goodness. Dude. <sighs> What is wrong with me? What is wrong with me? I'm getting out tea on that right now, Gavin. I'm sorry. 
All righty. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, I would imagine Team USA is probably the favorites in the Risings. All righty. In the dunk contest, uh, Aaron Gordon is plus 130. Dwight Howard okay. is plus 550. Um, so your money bet's Dwight. Uh, Pat, how do you say his last name? Pat Connaughton. Yes, he's plus 400. So okay. either one of them. Derek Jones is plus 140. So, um, uh, you know, if if White Dwayne were still alive, I I would encourage White Dwayne to put some money on Dwight Howard because... You think he's going to get the sympathy vote? I wasn't going to call it the sympathy vote, but the NBA loves a storyline. And that's the storyline for the dunk contest is Dwight coming back, Dwight being the comeback player of the year this year, uh, Dwight back in the dunk contest, and then the whole, you know, I talked to Kobe, and I was going to have Kobe help me out in the dunk contest. So uh, I don't think it's so much sympathy as much as it is the storyline. All right, fair enough. Uh, I kind of agree with you, actually. I do think Dwight will end up winning this, and at plus 550, what that means is if you bet $100, you win $550. Or or if you bet a dollar, you win $5.50. That is true. Um, for, your, for your small rollers. Right. Yeah, that, that is definitely true. Uh, you can also bet $10 and win $50.50. So there you go. Uh, the three-point contest, Gavin. Um Oh my goodness. Trey Young is not favored. Okay. Uh Duncan Robinson is plus 375. Okay. Trey Young is plus 400, followed by Joe Harris, Davis Bertons, both at 400, Buddy Heald at plus 600, Devontae Graham at plus 1200, and Zach Levine plus 1200. Uh, my money would be on Joe Harris. He is the defending champ, isn't he? He is. He's also white. <laughs> now Davis Bertons is white but he's also a ginger oh uh, yeah let's see you can't. so I'm, I'm sticking, sticking with Joe the skills challenge uh, Spencer Denwitty is plus 290 Shea is plus 400 Tatum is plus 450 along with Siakam Plus 550, Chris Middleton. Plus 700 is uh, Sabonis and Patrick Beverly. And then at plus 1200, rounding out the skills challenge is Bam Adebayo. Uh, a big part of the skills challenge is speed and how quickly you can complete the course. It makes sense why Bam and Sabonis are a little bit further back there in the odds. Uh, certainly not a long shot here, but I'll put my money on Shai Gilgis. I, I mean, he, yeah, either him or Tatum, right, I think? Yeah. And it's nothing to take away from Siakam and Middleton, just what they do in the skills challenge, I think, you know, Tatum or Shea is probably the better bet. You take uh, you take Shy or Shea, however you say it, SGA. You take SGA, I'll take Tatum, okay? And I'm going to take... Just because I'm going to take Trey Young in the three point contest. You're taking Joe Harris. Yep. 
and then in the dunk contest, we're both taking Howard. Yep. Um, so that is uh, the little, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah. Um, so, yes. So the NBA All-Star Game spread is minus 200 for LeBron, plus 170 for Giannis. About 200 points? No, 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 no. That this is the money line. If you just want to oh. bet LeBron team wins, I was going to say definitely bet on Team Giannis if the spread is two hundred points. No, no, no. So uh, the spread is LeBron's team minus four and a half. So honestly, I like LeBron. So here's the thing. Let's talk about the spread because the way that they've changed the rules this year is that they nobody knows how to play the game. <laughs> no. It, it's that LeBron's team like can't be up 24 and then, you know, go up 48. Like they have a hard cap. So they're going to get to a certain number and then the game's over. It's right. not over by a clock is what I'm saying. So this really makes the spread interesting. I think. I wish it were, I wish it were the 200 points. I wish that were correct. No, I'm sorry. That is that is not that is not it. Um, so they would have to close betting on that. By the way, I feel team like a Le- lot of people would take that. <laughs> team LeBron defeated Team Giannis last year, one seventy eight, one sixty four. Oh well, just just throwing that out there. Throwing that out there. Um. So I'm looking for the odds for the um, Rising Star game. And I haven't found it. Uh, uh, uh. Nope. Well, I'll see if I can find it. So, Gavin, you going to watch anything this weekend for NBA? Nope. Nothing, huh? I mean, I, I may tune in and watch a little bit of something, but... We cut the cord, so we don't we don't have cable. I don't have any live sports packages on the streaming stuff. I'll watch highlights. I'll read about it. I'll keep up with it. Will I sit down and actually watch it? Probably not. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I don't see the rising stars. That's that's disappointing. Odds. Uh, The great thing is, is that you can click a button that takes out silence. Yep. <laughs> so you really don't have to worry about it that much. Yep. So, all right. Yay. So um, that is NBA All-Star Weekend. Gavin, do you want to talk about the uh, Bogdanovich shot? I mean, there's nothing to say. Just... Everybody should look up the Bojan Bogdanovich shot it's Houston. And, again, like I told Jed in the group chat, I think it's the best ending to an NBA game this season. And not just because Utah won. The fact that you had two huge shots within two seconds of game time is pretty remarkable. Yeah, it did. It, it, was, a, it was a fun way to end it, uh, for sure. So DJ uh, Tucker looked very disappointed. <laughs> With life or just kind of in general? Just 
in, in general at the end of that game. Oh, okay. Um, it was pretty good though. Um, I definitely, uh, definitely should check it out. Gavin, we're halfway through the season, by the way. Um, well, more than halfway. We're going to have what? 30 games left approximately. Yeah, ish. Um, and right now the bucks are 46 and eight. Yep. They have a point differential of plus 12.1. And they have a commanding six and a half game lead over the Toronto Raptors for the number one spot. Uh, right now, the Orlando Magic is in, and the Washington Wizard, the Wizards, Chicago Bulls, Detroit Pistons are out. So, so Phil Jackson has a, a relatively well known saying that to be a contender, you have to win 40 before you lose 20. With that in mind, you know, the Bucks are definitely contenders. The Raptors at 40 and 15 are contenders. The Celtics at 37 and 16 could be considered a Phil Jackson contender if they win three before they lose four. And the Miami Heat at 35 and 19, if they can win five in a row before they lose their 20th game, they would fit the mold of a Phil Jackson contender. If you look in the Western Conference, the Lakers at 41 and 12, the Nuggets are 38 and 17, so they can fall into that category if they go two and three. The Utah Jazz are 36 and 18, so if they go four and two, and the Los Angeles Clippers are 37 and 17, so if they go three and three, then we'll have potentially four contenders by Phil Jackson's definition in each conference. In the East, Bucks, Raptors, Celtics, Heat. Who do you like? Uh, I I I like the Bucks. In the West, Lakers, uh, Nuggets, Clippers, Jazz. Uh, I like the Clippers. Okay, so you've got Clippers, Bucks, Finals. <sighs> yeah, I think so because I, the the only thing that I think technically. Um, if the NBA wanted, it could be Clips Raptors. Okay. What, do you see the? You see why? Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um. By the way, uh, good on Toronto for not blowing that up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody was like, "Oh, you guys, you guys lost." Um. You guys lost. Uh. Sorry, why? I no, it it just your package is there, Gavin. Oh, okay. For Vincent. Okay. It, it just popped up. That's why I just lost my train of thought. So yeah, okay. that that's for him. He he can't he can't read it yet. Okay. But he it'll help. Okay. So um, but no, I mean everybody was like, hey, you lost Kawhi Leonard, like. You guys should blow it up. You know, you all going to trade Lowry. You're going to trade Siakam, blah, blah, blah. And they're just like, no, nah, we're rolling it back. And everybody's like, well, that's dumb. And then all of a sudden, they're 40 and 15. Yep. Which, to be fair, they did just win 15 games in a row. Yeah, they did. So it, it just kind of clicked for them over the last few weeks. Before that, they were they were 25 and 14. So... They've definitely turned it on, and it'll be interesting over the last part of the season to see if if they are the team that won 15 in a row or if they're that 
25 and 14 team that they were prior to that. Yeah. Um, real quickly, is Denver the weirdest two seed you've ever seen? They are definitely a regular season team. I mean, I'm looking at their roster. You've got Jamal Murray, uh, Nikola Jokic. Jokic. Uh, Will Barton, Keita Bates-Jop, Craig Torrey, Jeremy Grant, Gary Harris, Jordan McRae, Paul Millsap, Monte Morris, Mason Plumley, Michael Porter, and Noah Vonley. They're not really that good. Technically, no. technically, they're not that good, but they are that good. And so it doesn't really make sense. I mean, r- right now, I, if the playoffs started today, Denver is playing the Thunder. There's Denver does not want to see the Thunder. No. And also the problem is Denver does not want to see the Mavericks either. Nope. Uh, so, you know... They're not going to take over the Lakers' top spot there unless LeBron gets hurt or Davis gets hurt, something like that. I mean, it's just not going to happen. But it, Denver, when it comes to the playoffs, I would be really excited to bet against them because yeah. I, I definitely think Oklahoma City and Dallas can both beat Denver. I, I think Denver is probably the worst playoff team right now, even though they're the two seed. Outside of the Grizzlies. Yeah. By the way, John Morant is amazing. Oh, he's fantastic. Uh, uh, did, we never talked about it on here because we haven't, we haven't been doing podcasts. <laughs> did you ever see, it was like four minutes into John Morant's first game, and Mark Jackson was like, I would have taken John Morant over Zion. <laughs> I mean, I think there. I definitely think there's an argument to be made for Job ja Morant over Zion. <laughs> it's just like, whoa, dude! <laughs> like, easy, Jesus. Uh, by the way, worst record in the NBA: Golden State Warriors. Yep. Why do you, uh, other other than just so he can get numbers? Why in the world do you bring Steph back in March? Um, maybe to see what he has. Maybe. To- to knock some of the rust off before next season. I love it's on the court. I do love how everyone is like, you know, all the uh, Warriors are going to be terrible for a while. No, no, they're not. <laughs> like, nope. as, as soon as they get uh, Curry back healthy and they get Thompson back healthy, they're still going to have Curry, Green, and Thompson. And then they're going to add a top three pick to it. Yeah, from um, uh, Minnesota. And, well, and plus their own this year. So And, and Wiggins, yeah, uh, Minnesota's next year, I think. And yeah. Wiggins is still like a 23-7. and seven. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, he's not bad. He's not lived up to what they expected from him as a number two pick. He's 22-5. and five. He's 22-5. and five. 22 and five. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, he, he, he can, and that, that's a good offense for him to be in. I liked the trade for the Warriors. I really did. I thought putting D'Angelo with those guys was not going to make sense at all. 
Uh, so I did like the trade, and I think that the Warriors, once they get everybody back, they're going to be fine. Yep. They're just not going to win 73 games. Maybe they still will. still don't want to play them in the playoffs. No. So that's a look at the NBA. Um, Gavin, I watched uh, both Kingsman movies. Have you seen them? Yep. Wasn't bad. No, first one was definitely better, but... First one was better. But uh, second one, not bad. I, um... I, the second one had uh, a little more star power, I think. Yeah, Elton John. It was great in it, by the way. Um, so, the next Kingsman is supposed to come out, I believe, this year. Or it's, But it is a prequel. Is it? Yes. So Eggsy won't be there. I believe they're going to also bring out... All right, so let's see here. There is an untitled third Kingsman movie. This year is The King's Man. Yes. Which focuses on Eggsy's father and how they got the program started. And then it looks like they're also spinning off one called The Statesman. Uh, yes, that's, that, that would be the, the American branch. Yeah. And so um, we will we'll see. Um, I was confused. You watch Archer, right? Um, I haven't kept up with it, but yes. It says that Eggsy was in Archer. I mean, maybe. Uh, I, I'm, I'm seriously a few seasons behind, so... Okay. Well, it uh, I actually enjoyed it. So if you haven't watched The Kingsman like me, I would definitely check it out. It, it why did I just say that like that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was awful. What was that? <laughs> it, it was terrible. <laughs> Am I having a stroke? Just in the middle of the podcast, I just become British, I guess. Oh, uh, uh, how are you doing on The Witcher? Uh, I would like to tell you that I've made progress. Oh, no. However, what <laughs> I will tell you is that since the last time we have spoken, uh-huh. I have watched a total of about 20 minutes of television. Okay. So it's not that I'm actively avoiding The Witcher. Mm-hmm. I just haven't had a chance to watch anything. Okay. I haven't. I haven't even watched live PD, which I love. Right. I haven't. I didn't get. I didn't get to watch Ninety Day Fiance. Haven't got to watch Married at First Sight. It's been awful. Man, how are you living? Uh, it's bad. Uh, I don't. I don't like it. Well. um... Tomorrow's Valentine's Day. Uh, Or, or, if you're listening to this on Saturday, yesterday was Valentine's Day. (laughs) Right. Or, or, if you're listening to this yesterday, Valentine's Day is in two days. (laughs) That would... Hmm. Hmm. Uh, 
<laughs> when do you think Dad will hear this? <laughs> Probably never. Oh my God. So, anyways, what'd you get your wife? Nothing. She, are you serious? Yeah, I, I have nothing. God, Gavin. What? Give her the you book I sent with Vincent or something. <laughs> Do you, do you think I would be well advised to go pick something out? I, I do. Yes. Well, maybe I'll do that later. Yes. Uh, probably a smart idea. So, all righty. Well, Gavin, you got anything? Like, mm. Yesterday, you or yesterday. Yes, yesterday. Last time you said no, and then you brought up the coronavirus. So I'm just, I'm just saying, think about it for a second. Do you have anything? No, I have nothing. Okay. All right. So, folks. I wish I had something to, to bring up now as a bit, but I, I really have <laughs> All right, folks. Thank you for listening to the podcast this week. Um, whenever you listen to it, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. We have officially did two podcasts in a row. What is the world coming to? So well, no, tune in next time when we interview Jed. Yes, yes. Um, so <laughs> we will continue to look at the numbers that the coronavirus <laughs> is soaring to. We'll continue to follow um, the Democratic nomination as it happens. We will look back at All Star Weekend next week, um, and we'll try to get Jed on. I try to get him on today. Um, I need a topic that he'll like. What do you think, Gavin? I, I don't really have one. I guess we could talk about Galentine's Day. <laughs> sure. Which, by the way, I hate. Do you? Yeah, it's terrible. Galentine's Day. Galentine's. Gavin, do you got that? Galentine's? Yeah. Because they, they're your gals? Yep. Galentine's Day? Yeah. So anyways. Yep. <laughs> thank you very much for listening. Uh, until next time, I'm Gavin. Well, you find uh, I'm Chris. <laughs> we'll see you guys well, next Sunrise